Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, welcome to Miss Mr. Podcast. My name is Trey Stewart. This is my very handsome co-host and husband, Mr. Zachary Luker Stewart. Hello. Zach, it is Pride Month. It is. And this is the first time I feel like in our friendship, <laughs> I don't know, whatever. A first I was time wondering where you were going with that. Where we haven't really like participated. Done all the well, we participated. We haven't done all like the Pride Month things. Usually it's like a marathon, you mm-hmm. know, like it's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then doing it the next weekend. This weekend or this time, we're just like, yeah. Why do you think that is? I think part of it, we just came back from the wedding. Yeah, that's it, fair. We own a house now, so it's easier to have house parties. We don't have to go out to see our friends. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. There's just we're just we're we're grown, I guess. We old folk. Yeah. Yeah. Zach's favorite thing to do is not leave the house. Eh, well, that's not true. And if he doesn't want to go somewhere and he is forced to go somewhere, he will wear these ugly Yeezy slides that I hate. They are the most comfortable thing in the world. And he will wear them because he knows I hate them and I will not want to stay somewhere long with him wearing them. So they are. Then he wears them. But they everyone are knows. not the most stylish shoes, but they are by far the most comfortable pair of slides I've ever owned in my life. My other slides tear my feet up. Well, everyone knows when Zach comes in the bar wearing these things, he's he's 15 minutes in and out. Mm-hmm. It is a pickup situation. A pick he's up. he's there to get me, he's there to take me home. That's it. So, mm. yeah, we've just we've yeah, yeah, it's not been You know why I think it's also not as fun this year. I'm like involved in all like the politics of like mm-hmm. Cedar Springs. So, so you're not an attendee, you're Well, yeah, I guess so, but also, like, I'm on the board of, like, different Pride committees, and Pride, if you did not know, is a for-profit organization. It is not just, like, the 4th of July. Like, it is a for-profit situation, and there's different people that own different Prides. So there's Pride Dallas, which is, like, a, a company. Pride Dallas is a company, um, and they own, so to speak, the first week of June, and they do, like, the parade in Fair Park. Well, then, basically, they used to be, like, on the Strip, and there used to just be one. Well, then they moved it to Fair Park because a bunch of reasons. A lot of them are around. They can make more money doing that. Um, well, then there was a group that was like, we really want Pride to be on the Strip and, like, in mm-hmm. our neighborhood again. So now there's Pride on the Strip. Well, now they're competing. So Pride Dallas, June 1, um, is doing a second Pride next week 
to try to raise more money to compete with Pride on the Strip, it's like a whole thing. It's mm-hmm. and it's annoying, honestly. As a business owner, it's annoying. As a member of the community, it's annoying. Well, and I, all around, it's I annoying. I think of like other cities, uh, you know, like DC, New York, yeah. and what. I mean, Dallas is a big city. Yeah. But I don't feel like our Pride is an attraction for travelers, even. You know, like people travel. Yeah. To D.C., to New York, to L.A., to go to those Prides. We do get a lot of people that come to Dallas for Pride, um, but it, it, it is disjointed. It's disjointed for that reason that it's almost like a it's like a corporate competition, and I don't agree with it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, as a bar, we're making money. That's great. Um, but, like, from every other standpoint, it's like, why? 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 Yeah. So. But, I don't know. I'm it's great. I'm looking forward to a little block party. Yeah. Might step out for that. We'll see. Will you? I said might. Oh, okay. We'll see. We'll see. We might go for this story one is developing time. Yeah. So Zach was very upset this past week, and I just don't understand why he had jury duty. Mm-hmm. And I am so jealous. I've been waiting to be called upon to go solve a murder. I'm just sitting here all day solving them by myself. I have been summoned for jury duty five times. What? Since I have been. That's 18, not even fair. And I'm 29. I've never so been. So in asked. 10 years, I have been summoned. Every two years, and this is the first time that I've actually had to go in. Oh. The first three were in Louisiana. I was summoned in Plano when I moved here, but then I had already moved to Dallas, so I wasn't a Plano resident anymore, so I was out of that one. One, The last time I was summoned in Louisiana, I was also living in Dallas. It was, like, last year, and I got one for my, like, hometown where I was from, and I... It was like, I don't know, I couldn't get in touch with somebody. There was no way. So I like mailed off the letter saying like, I don't live there anymore. And finally just scoured the website of the parish in Louisiana and was like, oh, I'm just going to email these like four people and hope one of them Mm -hmm. is the right person. And they responded and said, you're excused. Thank you. Um, But this Mm -hmm. one I was not excused from. I had no excuse this time. Um, I couldn't fake Um, that I was over 70. What is a valid excuse? Um, You have to be over 70 be sick, have, be the primary caregiver of a child or a sick individual or military or government. Hmm. And I'm neither of those. Interesting. But. But. Yeah, it was just, it was a, it was an experience. He was there for like an hour and a half. I was there for two and a half hours. Thank you. So you get there. You have to go into this big room, like this big just waiting room. There were like 200, 250 of us in there. And I was oh, like, really? I know. I was like, surely they're not going to pick 12 of us. They call half the town down to the all courthouse. of this. Hmm. And so it says, be there by eight. Well, the punctual person that I am, <laughs> that's funny if you know. Um, I was there at 745 because I decided to get there and wanted to get parking. And I was I real excited. Checked in. I wasn't. I checked in and went and sat in this room. And it says be there for 8. Well, 8.10 goes by, 8.15 goes by. I'm like, surely they're going to, you know, let the stragglers come in. How many people were late? I don't think anybody was late. Okay. So finally at 8.30, somebody comes in and reads us the instructions that are on our summon sheet. So it could have been an email. And talks to us for 10 minutes, tells us that we're going to get paid $6 for the day. If you parked in the garage, it's $3. How is that legal? Should I have pay a lot, you at least minimum wage? I have a lot of questions, okay. and that's one of them. So it, 
$6 a day. If you parked in the garage, it was $3. Or like your mm-hmm. rate went down from $10 to $3. So you're only making $3. Then they were like, but if you're here past 430, the office and the tenant are closed. So you need to get a different parking validation and a different note for your job. And I'm like, why not just give it to us ahead of time? So then they're like, okay, great. Those are the instructions. Um, we're going to take a 30 minute break. And then we'll meet back here at 9:10 and assign you out to your different courtrooms. I'm like a break at it. We just talked for 10 minutes, and now, so why didn't we just come here at 8:30 or 9 o'clock? And we could have been here at 9, given the instructions from 9 to 9:10, and then started at 9:10. So anyway, that was that. So then they go through and they assign all 200 of us to different courtrooms. I was not assigned to the criminal court, which. Long story short, would have been nice, but then also, I'll get to that in a second, why it would have been awful. So anyway, we go then up to our courtroom, and there's 40 of us waiting outside this courtroom. The bailiff comes out, he takes roll again, and he's like, well, y'all got lucky because this is going to be a short trial. One, maybe two days. I'm like, if I have to come back another day, I'm going to be so mad. So then, he's like, all right, I'm going to go check with the judge. Oh, and he said, but y'all are lucky because the courtroom next to us, that's a three to eight week trial. How in the world do you go to your job and say, hey, I'm out for the next three to eight weeks. I know that your job can't fire you, but like, what? I got to be somewhere for three to eight weeks, unknowing the time frame. And then you only get $40 a day. Well, really 37 because if you got to park. It's a raise. Well, yeah, you get raised if you actually get picked. But $40 a day. Imagine if you are an hourly worker. You're not getting paid from your job. Mm-hmm. So you're making $37 unless you walked there. That but exactly that's job not still to pay you. I mean I I'm a salaried employee so yeah, I, but like, I, I still have to submit if, PTO through I think your job still has to pay you your average pay. Maybe. I don't know. And that may be true, but I'm like still how how are you totally requiring wrong. me to be here? And look, hey, I am not against jury duty. I love it. I I'm... I do not love the process. Oh. And I do not love the way that it that it works. But the actual physical entity of a jury is great. I'm not I'm not dogging that. But anyway, long story short, the bailiff goes back in the room and says, All right, I'm gonna go get with the judge, see when she wants to open the doors and let y'all come in. He comes back five minutes later and goes, All right, y'all are dismissed. No trial today. I'm like, I've been here for two and a half hours. Wow. To like, did we not know that this is not gonna happen? Well, thank you for your service. Yep. Yeah, but hey, you know what? I'm off for the next two and a half years now. I really appreciate it. I went to go drop off our marriage certificate that same day, which I think was in that same building. I, I come to find much... out it's not in the same building, but it's attached by the same parking garage. Oh, well, it's a much more enjoyable experience. And now we're married. I am officially yours. Yay! Congratulations. What is your favorite thing about me that you now have? You're singing. Thank you. I told Zach last night, I was like, you cannot honestly tell me that my singing ability is not what made you fall in love with me. And he was like, I'd be lying. And I was like, you're no, I said, I, My exact words were right. I cannot. And he was like, what? Kind of rude. And I was like, it wasn't. It, that's one of the many things that I love about you is your vocal just... That's right. Capabilities. However, it was not the main what was top the, what 100 was reasons Or the top why. three. You have beautiful eyes. You. What color are my eyes? Blue. Mm, you okay. treat me so well. 
and you buy me coffee in the morning. It's, it's really the simple <laughs> things in life, you know? Okay, that's fair. All right, I have a question for you. Someone sent me this question on Instagram this past week, and I gave them my opinion, but I want to see if your opinion is different. Okay. Because I feel like we've had this conversation with friends before in a different capacity, but conversation nonetheless. So someone messaged me and said, my boyfriend of two years um, just got back on prep. Should I be concerned? I want to know your answer before I give my answer. I, the only question that would waver my answer is how long was he off of it for? For the the duration of their relationship, okay. he was then, off. Yes, that's weird. Well, I, mm, okay, yes, it 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 is very concerning, unless the boyfriend has concerns. Okay. Unless the person taking the prep has concerns about his boyfriend's correct, infidelity. Yes. That mm. that would be the only time that I would say from the like that would justify it for lack of a better word. But yes, that is concern that would be like if I got on prep right now. Got back yeah, on prep. I'd be uh highly concerned and very upset. Yes. Now granted, let me put this out there too. Prep is a great thing. It is uh, yes, it, I agree. It, it is an absolutely great thing. So I'm not dogging prep whatsoever. However, if you get it, it, it's suspicious, I will say. It is questionable. It opens the door for lots of whys and mm -hmm. potentially distrust. However, I do not think that taking prep, even through, I mean, I even in our relationship, I took prep until probably a couple months until we got engaged. But why? Because it it is a protection for myself. It's not that I didn't mm -hmm. trust you. I, I was already on it. It's not like I started taking prep. Right. With you. I was already on it. It it was free. It, so it's like, it was like almost a why not? It, you know, why not just protect yourself? It's not hurting anything else. However, to stop and then restart is more of a process. In this, well, in the same relationship is question mm -hmm. I, I just have questions I, so, and it could be a very good reason in my response i related it um to this person back and i was like it's kind of like if instead of a boyfriend you had a girlfriend and you had a vasectomy and then she just started taking birth control all of a sudden it's like why are you doing that mm -hmm. like you know that huh if you're just with me it's not a problem i i just found it strange well, yeah birth control can do other things yeah i know Yes. That's the thing. There's always all these other variables. Yeah. However, at face value, it's suspicious. Mm -hmm. I agree. You know what I've discovered oh. is real estate is an expensive job to have. And I really don't understand how people who have a nine to five job or who don't have a job at all do this. It is one. It is incredibly time consuming to get your coursework done. I spent every day for probably five weeks working on my coursework. Yes. I just had the time available to do it, so I was able to push through it really quick. But if you have a nine-to-five job, I absolutely see how this takes a year. Mm -hmm. It is I crazy. Can imagine. But also, it is not a cheap job to have. I'm going to guess that to 
get my license, do the coursework, pay all the fees, take the test, do the fingerprints, and then have like some sort of a marketing budget plus like let's do like headshots, all that stuff. It's going to cost around $5,000 to start real estate. Yeah. I, hey, you got to spend money to make money. Well, that's a lot of money, though. Like, especially if you don't have a job, if you're like, I have other sources of income. But if you don't have other sources of income, that's a big investment into getting a job. And it's wild how many of these little Dallasites are just becoming realtors out there. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's true. Everybody going to Chase Bank, getting a little $5,000 loan. I guess. Which is actually a thing. People get loans to get a real estate license. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. That's scary. You know what else is expensive? What? A pool. <sighs> okay. This makes me mad a little bit because someone reached out to me on Instagram last week and they were like, I am so proud of Zach. And I was <laughs> like, why? Me too. And they said, last week on the podcast, you said you were not getting a pool because you just paid for a wedding. And then today you bought a pool. And I was like, hmm. And they're like, I can't wait to see his new closet next week. I was like, dang it. Yeah, me either. <sighs> I'm looking forward to that too. Every, like, my closet gives me anxiety now. I hate walking into it. I had someone else was like, I hope to one day whip my husband the way that Zach has whipped you. <laughs> I hope these people follow me. They should send me these things too. I you love don't all- post anything. I know. I, I live in the moment. I post, I tag you in things you don't even repost them. I, oh, it's, not ju- it's not just you. I'll say that. Thank you? No, I just, it's but, not, I just... Instagram is for me. No, it's for me to look at it. I don't I don't really share my life. Yeah. Well, here you are. Imagine if I, but my point in saying that was, imagine if I reposted what everybody else tagged me in, but not what you tagged me in. Also, I deserve some credit. I had a nice podcast announcement episode story reel last week that I made. Oh, thank And you gave yes. me no credit for that. I was surprised you didn't message me and go, oh, that was so great of you. I took the time to make a nice little Instagram story and I posted it with our new episode. Well, I can't wait to see this week's. It was very nice. Thank you. It was very nice. Oh, you know what I love? How inexpensive every plate is? Unexpensive. Yes. Inexpensive. Uh, who were we talking about every plate with the other day? It was someone. Oh, we were was. talking about we talking about meal services, and oh, we were was, talking it was, about um, our friend Ken and a- friends Ken and Angel. Oh yes, we were at dinner, and they were like, "Oh yeah, we started doing the um, this other service," mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, you should do every plate; it's cheaper." But we were talking about how expensive this other service is, or how expensive going to the grocery store is, and we were like, "You have to try every plate, especially because we even we threw our our code in there because you can get meals for as low as a dollar forty nine a serving, which is." Unheard of, especially when you think like we go out to dinner, we're spending at least a hundred dollars on dinner. Easily, it is crazy how much food costs these days. Every plate is twenty five percent cheaper than grocery shopping with no hidden fees, so you can count on a great value week after week. Plus, pay only for what you need with the pre-portioned ingredients. Choose every plate over takeout and save money while still enjoying a quick, satisfying meal. Their meals are fifty percent cheaper than your average fast casual meal. Truth, and you can put that money you save towards whatever you want, like a new pool. 
Like, that's what we're doing. Every plate provides plenty of delicious varieties, so you'll never get stuck in a cooking rut. With 26 tasty and affordable recipes you choose from each week, it's easy to find something for everyone. Plus, find delicious options all day long with up to 22 snacks, sides, and desserts. Plus, you'll never have to worry about what's for dinner. They'll plan it for you. Which is honestly great because I come home sometimes after work and Trey is like, what do you want for dinner? And I'm the like, amount of time let's we spend, open the fridge and look at our every plate. The amount of time we spend trying to find what we even want for dinner. It's like 930 by the time we're finished, you know? And that's a fact. Get $149 per meal by going to everyplate.com slash podcast and entering code Mr149. Again, you can get started with every plate for just $1.49 per meal by going to everyplate.com slash podcast and entering code M-I-S-T-E-R-149. That's a $110 value. Okay, speaking of real estate, I read today that in the city of Dallas, you can no longer have an Airbnb in a single-family residential area. What are your thoughts on that? Hmm. So, like, like share your knowledge with us. What is a single-family residential area? I mean, there's different zonings all over town. So, like, a a condominium building, you could you could have an Airbnb. But, like, in our neighborhood that is zoned for single-family homes, you cannot have an Airbnb. Well, there are Airbnb, Airbnbs in our neighborhood. Hmm. So, so are you grandfathered in, or is it? No. Oh, it's not, like, oh, effective, no. the state, no new ones? No. If, oh. if you have an Airbnb in a single-family residential area, you can no longer have an Airbnb. What are your thoughts on that? Interesting. You like Airbnbs. I don't. I do. I really hate them because, one— they end up, after you pay the fees and the cleaning fees and all the other stuff, They're, you're paying yeah. double what a hotel costs. That is a fact. I love a hotel because I like my room cleaned every day. I like a bar downstairs, a restaurant. I like to know that I have room service available to me. I don't want to go stay at someone else's house. I don't like staying at other people's houses that I know, let alone someone I don't know. For me, it's, especially if you're doing like a group, an Airbnb is great because you're all in the same spot. But, and, and then it's also kind of the the privacy aspect of it. So like, um, during sometime in 2020, a no, big group of us. Story. I would not share that story. Okay. That you like rented a house and had a bunch of people inside of it during a super spreader. I wouldn't share that. Can I just say a couple years ago? Yeah. So like for me, a couple years ago, we had a big group of friends come in from Louisiana. We all rented this house. It was like a seven or eight bedroom house like it slept 30 people and that was like the rules like you could have like 30 people in this house it was great and so i mean but there was also only like 10 of us there but we all got like our own bedroom basically and everybody had their own bathroom and it was great because there was a pool there was a huge living room so it was a great just like entertaining as opposed to everybody at hotels and then we meet at the bar downstairs or whatever yeah it it was great for that so I, i like it for groups i also like the size of an airbnb i like to just have my own space the bedroom of the Airbnb is like your hotel room. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just not a big airbnb Yeah. Eh, it's got its well, time and its place. Yeah. And in Dallas, you can no longer have one. Interesting. Isn't it? I also saw something, too, that in 2025, Texas is doing away with temporary license plates. So then what? I think you have to get your license plate on the spot. No. 
I don't know. I, I saw something about it. It's a thing with also the IDs. They're getting rid of like temporary IDs period it, as well. You know, which I agree with that. And I did not understand that when I moved to Texas, because in Louisiana, you go to the DMV and you walk out with your license or with your ID. Like you. Oh, they just print it right there. On Yeah. I, hmm. So I don't, I never understood the whole paper ID thing. It, why are you shipping me my ID in three weeks? Less printers. Mm, I don't know. More Texas just not wanting to spend the money. Too. Yeah. I guess. I don't, it just seems like it would be so much more convenient because then you're paying postage. And I don't know. Just, yeah. Interesting. I think they're trying to do something very similar with, like, Turo to where they're limiting how you can rent your car out, which is interesting. So there's a whole big debate on, like, why, if I bought this car, why can't I rent it? If I bought this house, why can't I rent it? And why is the city allowed to maintain those ordinances? I think a lot of it comes down to when you have an Airbnb house, it's not as safe as having someone that just lives in a home because you have people constantly in and out. Mm-hmm. I, I do think that there's a time and a place. So, for instance, no, I would not particularly enjoy having an Airbnb as our next door neighbor. No. But it, also being an airbnb like when my friend group went to um, Arkansas a yeah. few weeks ago. Now, granted, that was technically in a neighborhood in a sense, but it was on this big, like, cliff. The houses were further apart. Like, I, I maybe it depends on, like, I don't know the lot size or yeah, the, I think like the a distance. cabin in the woods, you know, makes more sense. I'm curious to see how this impacts the real estate market mm-hmm. because it will. So just. That's yeah. Nice. I mean, I, but also if I were buying an investment property like that, I think I'd rather rent it out to a guaranteed tenant versus just putting yeah. it online. I think you typically make more money with Airbnb. I'm sure because you, you turn and burn faster. So, I mean, yeah, yeah it just. But you're also spending a lot more on cleaning and mm-hmm. whatnot. But hmm, we'll see. Something that crossed my mind this this past week. Um, we went to dinner with our friends Connor and Curtis. And Curtis picked a restaurant. He picked Twin Peaks. I've never been to a Twin Peaks before. Twin Peaks is essentially a Hooters, but with outdoorsy wear. Yeah, it's more like lumberjackish mountain and their boobs being out didn't bother me. What bothered me is they were wearing, like, full Sorel boots, like, winter boots, mm-hmm. and it was hot outside. And I was like, that is inappropriate. The <laughs> boobs didn't bother me. The boots, the boots were inappropriate. The boots with the but fur. I was thinking while we were there, as someone who has uh, been under scrutiny for the last year with the government and, and the news regarding, like, drag stuff like that, it's it's just been an absolute mess. Um, and I've never really addressed it on like Mikudosa BS, but there's been a lot of like just it's it's the political side of like the drag queen thing and kids going to drag shows or not going to drag shows. Well, we walked in to Twin Peaks and I noticed there were two kids that were probably eight or nine that were there with their dads eating dinner. So I was under investigation for being a sexually oriented business, which we are not a sexually oriented business. A sexually oriented business is like a strip club. It is somewhere where there are two or more nude people. I was like, what is the difference? So one in, one nude person is okay? The, by the law standard, apparently. Interesting. But I'm like, what is the difference between a kid going to 
a drag show that is meant for kids versus Twin Peaks? How is one more sexual than the, re- Look, than the other? I, I, that's been all over. I know, but I like want your opinion on no, it. I agree. You're bringing your child. To me, going to a restaurant that is branded off of boobs, boobs, is you're telling your child, hey, we're going to this place that is. The intention is for you to see boobs. Right. Yes. That's not the case at a drag show. The intention is not for you to see, especially, and I'm like, I think there are, in any situation, there are people that take it too far, people that do things you shouldn't do, but to ban child content that is geared towards children in general with anyone that's a man dressed as a woman is wild to me when you have places like Hooters or you have the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders that for, are wearing next to nothing. For me, it it boils down to what happened at Mr. Mister. Those parents chose to bring their children. Mm-hmm. It was not. We also advertised it as child appropriate content, and it was, and it was. There were they many were videos online Disney of songs. the drag brunch afterwards. That was not child appropriate, and we did not let anyone under 21 in. Um, that was posted saying this is what they were showing. No, it wasn't. We literally did Disney songs. Um, it was like Frozen and was Moana. That was a really good one. But I don't know. It's just it's it's interesting to me because I had, I think it was the Texas comptroller, some man that was running for office that really wanted to make me his campaign. Um, did this whole investigation on us, and this was like his campaign platform was that he was going to go after us, and he didn't win his argument because we're not a sexually oriented business. Um, it was just very interesting to me that there are places out there like Twin Peaks, which are more so promoting something that's sexually oriented as opposed to a gay bar. Yeah, I mean, there's, uh, I, I can't even. Yeah, it would be an eight hour episode if we. Really go into my thoughts. Yeah. So, I don't know. It was just, it was interesting to me. We're like, it's been like a year now and it's like been fully processed. Mind you, I think there are bad people out there that are, you know, trying to go after children. Drag queens aren't one of them. You think a drag queen wants to deal with a kid? Absolutely not. Mm-mm. So just the whole, like, they're grooming them. I'm like, what? Now, it's strange. It's odd. I think what we can all agree on, though, is children need to be protected. Like, that is the common commonality here and it's like no one's disagreeing with that right so i think a kid shouldn't be in twin peaks honestly i was uncomfortable because of their boots <laughs> oh man so, the boots with the fur lastly i have to tell you i am not traumatized but i have like i have a fear of car washes let's talk about it let, let, let let's get into that how does that make you feel what what is triggering? So here's what happened. I, my last car I had, um, I was going into the car wash and there was a car that like saw me coming and they got in front of me on purpose. And it was, it was like, it was like a weird maneuver to make it happen. But like, they were like very eager to get in front of me and they had a bumper that like, they could like backed into a pole or something. And so I'm in the car wash, and I don't like being close to people in the car wash as it is just because the certain one we go to, it's always busy. And so if there's always. a line, 
outside the wash that's not moving quick enough, you're going to hit that car that's right there. So I always like to leave a little more space than they like me to because I'm worried about that. So this car got in front of me, and in the wash, they just held their brakes to where the little thing went under their wheel, and they were just sitting there, and I laid on my horn because their intention was for me to hit them in the middle of the wash and for me to pay for their new bumper. Not today, Satan, because I laid on my horn and slammed my brakes, and they turned the whole thing off, and I said, that man wanted me to hit him. So now I went through the car wash this morning, and I just have a constant fear of that. We have a friend, though, Angel, who um, went through a car wash a few months ago, and the lady got out of the wash, and her car was in neutral, and she just kind of sat there for a little bit until a car hit her and another car hit her. And that just... Yeah, that never happens to me. It, I it happens every time I go to I do know it wash. happens. I, I absolutely understand your fear. It just doesn't happen to me at the same said car wash. But one thing that I do appreciate, and it actually has worked in my favor before, is the amount of cameras that they have at car washes... Like, if you go to this car wash and you look, there are literally eight cameras. There's one right above you. There are two in the back, two on the side, and, like, two up and down. And it is scanning your entire car because I, back in Louisiana, went to a car wash and came out, and there was a huge scratch on my car. And I was like, mm, that was not there. This was not one that you, like, drove through. Like, you got out, and mm-hmm. they did it all. Um, I was like, that was not there when I got here. And they were like, oh, well, we have cameras everywhere. We're going to go pull them. And sure enough, they have a camera that my car goes in, no scratch. It comes out, has this big scratch. So I won that one. That one was great. But interesting that I that's why they have all those too. So they would have seen the bumper going in from literally every angle. And then you would have been protected. I'm sure they have cameras in there as well. You know those has cameras? Me. I have five of them I learned today. And I can record on my car. So every time I go through the car wash, I hit record just in case someone tries it. So if you see me at a car wash, don't mess with me. And that's that on that. Well, that's all I have to say today. Zachary, you have anything else? Nope. I'm excited for our upcoming pool. I'm excited for upcoming Pride 2.0. Yes. I'm excited for not having jury duty for two and a half months. Amen. I'm excited for your real estate. Two and a half years. That's what I meant. Yeah. Yep. But honestly, the way it goes, it feels like it's going to be, in, I'm probably going to get a summons today. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I have to get my fingerprints done to make sure I don't have a criminal record so that I can get my real estate license. I'm so excited for you. Fingers crossed I pass. <laughs> get it. Fingerprints, yep. finger cross. You can follow me on Instagram at Trey underscore Stewart. And you can follow me on Instagram at Zach underscore Luker. And he'll post more. Bye. Bye.